The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, the Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Joining me to look at first look at Super Bowl LVII odds, Super Bowl 23, and over Roman numerals. RJ White, what's up, buddy? What's going on? Uh, not much. Excited for the Super Bowl matchup. How about you? Well, on a scale of uh, 1 to 10, what do you give it? I give it a boffo. You know, relative to your other, I mean, obviously you'd prefer the Bills being there, but. It's a boffo matchup is what I give it. <laughs> Thanks. Is that clip made? You, you see that clip, I guess? I, I was listening this morning, yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Did it, did it make it into the actual audio of the podcast? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Great. Cool. Cool. Well, um, hopefully my my now updated uh, iOS or whatever. I, I updated. I tried to update it because it's, you know what? No one cares. Hopefully I fixed the situation and we will have no more technical glitches. But, but to answer your question, I, I, it's a very good matchup. Two best teams, one, one on each side, obviously the number one seeds, um, Chiefs. Felt like it was going to be a, a slugfest to get through the AFC. Whoever got through, um, Chiefs dealt with a lot of injuries in that last game. But I would consider them the best team from from start to finish in that conference. Eagles, unquestionably, Billy and I were talking before you came on. Bill, uh, nobody in the NFC measured up to the Eagles, as it turns out. Yeah, I mean, we were sort of looking at and I mean, look, I, I think it's I think it's good that you get the two one seeds. You know, like that's people would be like, oh, it's chalk. It's not as exciting. It's like, look, you're, it means you're going to get higher quality football. It means that the 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 reward that we you know the reward that teams are supposed to get for playing a great season, you end up in the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I don't know, like it doesn't. I, I don't really, I don't really mind the two one seeds landing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I guess my uh, my background as a Bills fan, um, I, I prefer different teams make it in and different fan bases get to experience winning a Super Bowl. So it's kind of the Chiefs getting in. It's like you guys have Patrick Mahomes. Like settle down. Like let let's let the the Bengals have a try. You know, let's let's just get other teams in there. Um, Eagles got theirs after a long you know long uh, wait a few years ago. Um, so it's, it's interesting. I wouldn't put them in the same class as the Chiefs, who have been there over and over, obviously. But it's just nice when new teams get in and new fan bases get to experience what it is to win a championship as a NC state fan. I would wholeheartedly agree with you. 
So someone who had, let's see, I got my Braves or our Braves championship, uh, I guess two years ago. But other than that, nada since 95. So, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm I, had cool. The, I, had, I had the long, the Vince Young Longhorns. And that was it before the Braves. So. Mm, yeah, that was, man, that was, that was a good one, too. Uh, probably the greatest college football game of all time. Oh, yeah. Easily. Um, okay. So we're going to talk some Super Bowl odds. You know, obviously there's the spread and the uh, over-under. We saw well, – all right, let me ask you this. What did you what did you make of the movement? It opened KC minus one, got up to KC minus two, and then pretty quickly – you know, I think there's just – obviously people are just hammering the, the Eagles, but uh, it's now gotten to Philadelphia minus two. Um, the total hasn't moved a ton. I'm just curious what you thought about that initial line movement – you know, I saw uh, Jeffrey Benson of Circus Sports tweet out, we opened KC minus two and a half, and the market thought our opener was absolute crap. And so it, it's completely changed. Uh, do you think that this is – do you think that that was the right move based on your power ratings and how you sort of view these teams in this matchup? Yeah, I think it's absolutely wild that they put Kansas City as favorites, especially relatively big favorites coming into that game, considering all the injuries they dealt with. We don't know the status of these players. We'll talk about more. Um, but they were just receivers dropping like flies, key defenders getting hurt, Sneed, like maybe he's able to come back after two weeks off. Willie Gay, I don't know. Like It's just at some point, I know Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He's the best. He might end up being the best to ever play by the time all is said and done. It's a long way to go. But he's talent-wise so, so highly thought of there. But at some point, the injuries matter. And to an Eagles team, very healthy. Uh, Hurts has proved he's healthy the last two weeks. Lane Johnson hasn't been a liability with his managing his injury. And then they finally got a hole in the secondary with Avante Maddox coming back last week, and they didn't suffer any key injury. So you get one team very healthy um, and just looking great, and the other team, you know that people are going to want to back what they just saw. And the Eagles dominating that game against the 49ers, a team that a lot of people gave a shot to win, reach a Super Bowl and get into this game. Um, it's just weird to me that you wouldn't put at least the Eagles pick them when you open up. You talk about my power ratings. I had to not elevate the Chiefs. I wanted to elevate the Chiefs because now Mahomes has two weeks to get that ankle even healthier. His play should be higher. But with all these other injuries, I just don't know what to make of them. So I left them at my plus seven and a half point rating. I elevated the Eagles a full point because they look healthy. Like I said, um, uh, and I don't want to give them too much credit for blowing out a team dealing with not having a quarterback, but, but at some point it's just like, this team is very good top to bottom, very good roster. And we said it going into that game against the 49ers, this team very complete on both sides of the ball. And um, I think the, the 49ers are given so much credit for being able to overcome their quarterback injuries because they had such a deep roster up and down the field and they had great coaching. Well, the same is true for the Eagles and they had an MVP candidate at quarterback. And so you see what the difference is there. So I, I just think you're not giving the Eagles enough credit if you make the Chiefs favorite here, especially with their injuries. Yeah, the injury is a good point. And you, you look at the Eagles too, and you know we can talk about, I mean, is Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes no, I mean, I'm going to ask it rhetorically. Patrick Mahomes at full strength is better than Jalen Hurts at full strength. Jalen Hurts at full strength still very, very good. Um, that's sort of the 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 one, the real separator there. And you could point out that um, Travis Kelsey at tight end, you know, I mean, Dallas Goddard, awesome. But Travis Kelsey, you know, in terms of like, Travis Kelsey is the best pass catcher in in this matchup. But when you look at the pass catchers as a, as a to, in totality, you're definitely taking the Eagles pass catchers as a whole right now, given their health and status over the, the chiefs pass catchers, because you have Goddard who's a really good tight end. You have AJ Brown who hasn't even played like, you know, maybe he's played fine, but he's hadn't had a huge game over the last couple of years or the last couple of weeks. Excuse me. Devontae Smith has been fantastic. And Miles Sanders too, man. I mean, he has run the ball really well. Isaiah Pacheco too. All these skill position guys, 
just the Eagles just have a very complete and balanced team on both sides of the ball. They are elite in the trenches right now on both sides of the ball. You could say the same thing about the Chiefs. I think that sort of makes it interesting to see this over-under because, as we know, RJ, you're going to see, I mean, for the large part, an interest from the, the general public in betting the over in a Super Bowl. Nobody wants to, you know, schedule your Super Bowl party. You plan to go watch this game with all your friends. No one wants to sit there and root for a low-scoring game. Now, that doesn't mean the game's going to go over. Do you think, what do you think we see happen with this total over the next two weeks? Uh, does it dip down a little bit? Or is it just like the, the nature of these two offenses and the the ability of these teams to score a bunch of points, leave it sort of elevated around that 50 number? Yeah, I think it actually is interesting to be the guy that that takes the under and goes to a Super Bowl party and, and cheers every punt. You know, you want to be that guy. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's fun. Like, what do you go? Well, I had the under, so I love every punt. So I'm going to cheer for the punters. Um, but yeah, I think that in general, um, you're going to want to, you know, these lines are going to go up in totals. Like you said, people are going to want to bet the overs. They're going to get action on the over. Um, what will really depend what happens on what the books do is what the sharp action does and, and what the, the influential betters take. And if they're going to take the under, it's going to dip. And, and the public can still come in on the over if they want. But if the uh, the sharps and the trusted betters are, are back in one side, that's where the books are going to fade the, move their action to. So we'll see. I think it, a lot depends on the health of the Chiefs skill position players, particularly at receiver. Um, the thought will be, well, if you double team Travis Kelsey, you can take him away. And then if your other options are Marquez Veldes gambling and, and good luck after that, then how are you going to score a bunch of points? But we've seen other teams try to take Travis Kelsey out of the game and it doesn't work. So maybe it, maybe yeah. the, the people the overbetters are right. Um, and it is kind of interesting. You know, you look at the, uh, you know, defensive DVRA rankings. I believe they're they're updated on Football Outsiders now, uh, including the playoffs. I assume uh, Casey finished at 15th overall in terms of rush defense DVRA, and then Philly, you know, down there at 21st. Again, they you know these are teams that have good defensive lines. They can stop you up front, but but you know, it, you know, it's I think it's, I think I think you can run on both of these teams, right? I mean, like, don't you think that's a fair assertion? Um, I think you can run on the Chiefs. The Eagles rescue defense got better after they added some bodies, some veterans in the middle sure, of the season. Um, so so I, I, maybe you can run on them. I don't think it's it's guaranteed that you can. I wouldn't say that's their weakness. Um, you know, so the Giants are a very run focused team and they could do nothing on them offensively. So, so are the Niners. But I mean, you know, I mean, extenuating circumstances and whatnot. Also, like the game script of being, you know not having a quarterback and being down. I mean, like, I, I don't, I just don't know that the two playoff games that the Eagles played necessarily, I understand they beat the crap out of both teams. Um, I don't think it, I don't think it necessarily says like, oh, uh, this is an elite destructive team that just smashed the, I think it was a beating up on inferior opponents in the NFC. Yeah. I mean, to, to some extent. And then that first Giants game where they were actually, the Eagles were actually trying in that one and the Giants had their backups. The Giants did rush for 120 something yards. So maybe there is that, but they just haven't had these, these blow up games against this rush defense. I'm looking at their game logs now. It's a lot of 110s, 120s um, over the last you know half of the season since that Colts game back in week uh, 10, I, 10 or 11, I think it was. Um, so, so I don't know that they've responded well against the run and their pass defense is very good. Um, so the, you know, the chiefs are going to want to come out and throw when you have Patrick Mahomes, you don't want to take the ball out of his hands too much. So I don't yeah. know that the game plan focuses for the chiefs around running the ball much anyway. Yeah. Since Washington went for 152 in week 10, Philly only gave up more than 130 rushing yards once. And that was against Justin Fields and the Bears. And I would assume that Fields, I to, I'm assuming Fields ran fairly well in that game. I can't remember exactly how. Yep, 15 carries, 95 yards. That'll 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 do it to you. This the Chicago Bears stats really the bear like the Bears really skewed rushing stats, too, because it's like 
Fields has these you know, monster games. It's not necessarily teams right. just pounding it on them. They have games with 100 passing yards and 250 rushing yards. So yeah, no, they had 91 yeah. passing yards against uh, the Bears did and 157 rushing yards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so I mean, like, and in they lose every every week. So if you're the opposing defense, you're happy to give him his rush yards and, and yeah. take the win. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that, that's a fair point. You know, you saw some some decent run games, 118 for the Giants in the playoffs and just 81 for the the Niners. But again, no quarterback. So yeah, I mean, like, I, I guess I'm sort of saying that. Or I find even if you can't run them, I do think the Chiefs will want to try and run some, you know, because they want to keep some balance. Like Andy Reid's pretty good about that. Isaiah Pacheco's run well, uh, you know, or you can use McKinnon in the short yard passing games. My point being is that it's not crazy to suggest that the clock could be moving a little bit more in this game if if the teams come out a little bit slower, a little bit more, a little bit less aggressive, a little bit more run heavy. Um, and if Philly, you know, gets a lead, Certainly, you're going to see them want to lean into holding that lead by, you know, by by running the football a bunch and shortening the game, keeping Mahomes on the field, all the cliches that you can throw at them. So, so I, my point is, I think we both, well, we, I know that we, that we both, we both lean towards uh, Philly and the under here. I would much rather bet on Philly minus two uh, than the under 49 and a half because of my fear of just Philly's like, I mean, they're up 14 nothing or something like that in Mahomes or 17 nothing in Mahomes and just starts winging it and there's just, yeah, if, if 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 I don't know, Tony's gonna be back. Kadarius Tony, I mean, MVS should be fine. Um, you know, they, they've got enough weapons there where I think they can score pretty. You know, they can score if they need to. We have Travis Kelsey, and that's kind of all that matters. Yeah, exactly. You have Travis Kelsey, you're going to score some points in Patrick Mahomes at quarterback as long as he's healthy. And and you look at his overall numbers in that game. Maybe he didn't score as much as people thought. I thought that game would, would go over um, against Cincinnati, and it didn't. But um, now he has two more weeks to get healthier, and he's going to be a lot better. You assume in that that Super Bowl than he was this this week. So we'll see if that matters there for them. Um, scoring wise, you, you talk about teams come out, run a little more. Uh, we saw historically leading up to the last few years that the first quarter tended to be a play where you would go under on the total because teams come out tight. They, you know, it's a very long lead up to the game, obviously with the game time as it is and all the pregame festivities, it takes so long to get the game going that you just don't get scoring right out the gate now. So I always kind of lean toward taking the first quarter under now, the last three Super Bowls got to 10 points within the final minute of the first quarter. Mm. However, it was like field goal with 38 seconds seconds left touchdown with 28 seconds, you know, just eking, eking there, you know, in, in the last second. So I think Philly can get a touchdown in the first quarter. I would expect at least a field goal from Kansas city. I would lean to the over on first quarter at nine and a half points minus minus one twenty five. Okay. But if it happens to go up, if this total creeps up and they adjust the first quarter to a 10 and a half, I mean, I'm pounding the under at that point. Yeah. 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 So well, let's, let's get into some props. Um, but I agree with you. I think that the, the, the individual total um, for that first quarter, it does hinge entirely on whether it's nine and a half or 10 and a half. Like, you know, I mean, and, and if you take the over now, um, you could potentially come back if we get, if we see a 10 and a half and try to middle at 10, which is not a terrible idea at all. Like you could easily get a field goal and a touchdown in that first quarter. Although obviously a second touchdown or Sirianni or Andy Reed going for two, which is, would I guess not be that crazy would certainly disturb the, the, the middle quite a bit there. Especially Sirianni, if there's a penalty, you know, on the on the kick, then yeah. then it gets to the one. He feels like he's definitely gonna. I think Andy Reid would do it too. But I mean, eh. yeah, it depends, depends on who gets in his ear. Well, yeah. yeah, sure. And he might just leave the points on the board. Actually, at like seven nothing, and just move on. Um, okay, so let's get into some props. We can start with Super Bowl MVP. You want to bring it up, Billy? Um, no surprise. The two quarterbacks are at the top of the list because they are, you know, quarterbacks and quarterbacks typically win Super Bowl MVP. 
Um, you know, I think uh, Hertz is plus one twenty. Uh, when I lost it, I had it right there. You got it. Thanks. Hertz plus one twenty five. Mahomes plus one thirty. And then your next closest player, Travis Kelsey, was actually nine to one earlier, is now ten to one. Um, Dom, Dom in the chat. I'm not going to. I just saw Reddit pop up. I also have a Reddit thing that I'll mention in a second, but I don't want you to think that I stole that from you in chat. Uh, that's a good call, though. Um, we have AJ Brown twelve to one, Devontae Smith twenty five, as well as Miles Sanders twenty five to one. Uh, what do you think? I mean, do you think it's just a play? We, I mean, what what are your thoughts on this MVP market? Yeah, it's interesting. The fact that Kelsey came up a little bit while the quarterback stayed where they are meant somebody was probably hitting some of the, one of the deeper plays. So I wonder if it was a Chris Jones play or something at fifty to one or something like that that kind of adjusted adjusted these things. I didn't have all the I don't remember, didn't remember all the odds. So I don't know who who it might have been, but my thought here is you said you'd much rather play the Eagles minus two than the 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 under. I mean, at, at their money line is minus one thirty. Why not just play Hertz at plus one twenty five to win MVP? Yeah. If the Eagles win the game. He's almost certainly going to be MVP, um, and there's a 55 cent difference there. Whereas the Mahomes to the Chiefs money line is only a 20 cent difference, and it feels like in that scenario there are other people that could break through and win the MVP. A, it's Mahomes. You know, he's he's had plenty of experience in big games before. Maybe they'll want to give it to Kelsey if he has multiple touchdowns. Maybe a running back takes over the game. You're talking about running the ball like Pacheco. Maybe Chris Jones takes over the game. We saw what he did last week. So it just feels like there are more options there for Kansas City to me. Then if her, with the Hurts and their passing game it spreads out a little bit more um, offensively, the running backs, they give it touches to a bunch of different people. Gamewell's got a lot of work these last few games. Boston Scott has touchdowns in three straight. So I don't know that any – and you're not going to get the stats coalescing around one Eagles player that they, they would for Hurts. So I like playing Hurts at plus 125 to win MVP even over the the spread or the, or the uh, money line in the game. So you know, in other words, you're saying that's even a better best bet just because and I agree with you, like the one guy I think who could get just such a, a huge stat line that he steals or that that he would potentially steal it would be AJ Brown. But if AJ Brown has a you know 150 yard two touchdown game and the Eagles win, that means Jalen Hurts had a monster game too. And it's possible if the and if Jalen Hurts had that game in the past game and also runs for a touchdown, and by the way, like I mean, they, shoulder be damned. You know, he he's going to run near the red zone, right? I mean, like they're this is the final game of the season. Everything's on the line. They won't. I don't think they'll come out and be stupid about it, but I think they will more than happily give him the ball near the goal line. So I, you know, I agree that um, you could have you know, that. Hurts is a very good look at plus one twenty five because if the Eagles win, he's probably getting that award. The one guy I, I mentioned, uh, Hassan Reddick, and I think Chris Jones would be worth a look too. Reddick is at forty to one and has just been. You know he's he's pissed off that he didn't we didn't make the finalist for defensive player of the year. That's going to come out on Saturday night. Everybody's going to see it. He's going to be talking. You know he's going to be thinking about it, talking about it. And if he can, you know, you sack Patrick Mahomes a couple times. You know, force a turnover, force a fumble, scoop score, something like that. You know, I think you could have made a, easily made a case on uh, Sunday night that if you were giving out an MVP for the uh, NFC Championship game, that it was Hassan Reddick. It's possible. My problem with that is that there's so many good pass rushers on the Eagles and and it feels like, you know, they're going to share kind of the workload of sacks. It, it doesn't seem like to me there will be one dominant performance um, week in and week out from the Eagles because they have so many good ones. Three guys had 11 sacks besides Reddick, and then I believe Cox had seven. Um, so it's just a leaking at a lot of sacks there. It seems like you really need Reddick to score a touchdown to, to, to win that, to win the MVP. And if you're going to do that, um, I'm, I don't know what the, the odds are for a defensive touchdown. I don't think they're up yet on Caesars, 
but I just might play that. And, and whether it's Reddick or someone else picking it up, um, then that's probably a, a better chance of, of that coming through than the uh, the defensive player winning MVP here. Yeah, I mean, look, it's 40 to 1. It doesn't happen very often. You need um, you need something just, you know, thinking back on, on recent MVPs. Uh, also, you know, we, we've, you know, we've seen uh, wide receivers win the award, but it typically happens in a game where it's lower scoring, where, you know, you have a really like a, we sorry. So here, here's, here's a list of recent Super Bowl MVPs. Cooper Cup for the Rams, monster game. Could have gone to, could have gone to Matthew Stafford. I mean, whatever. Cooper Cup had a huge game. Uh, it, I'm totally fine with that. Tom Brady year before, Mahomes the year before that, when they won their first one. Uh, that that honestly could have been Daryl Williams. Julian Edelman the year before that, that was a really low-scoring game against the Rams in which Edelman had a monster game and, and there wasn't a whole lot else going on. Von Miller, Super Bowl 50. You know, you, you And these are the two guys, I think, when you think about the defensive award, it's only happened twice since... Oh, gosh. So Dexter Jackson in 03, and the only other guys to do it since then are Malcolm Smith uh, back in um, – oh, that was in Super Bowl uh, 48. In, it was not in Arizona. And then Von Miller at 50, right? So – but those games were specific in the sense that with Malcolm Smith, the Seahawks absolutely obliterated the Denver Broncos in that game. It was not even close. Marshawn Lynch and Russell Wilson were fine, but the defense, the defense was the storyline, shutting down Peyton Manning and that Broncos offense. That like the high flying offense. It was, you know, deep, number one defense versus number one offense. And it was basically like we're the people who vote on this award are doing it in really fast time, right? You get these ballots and you you and whoever the group of people that have to do it, fill out the fill out the name that they think should win. And then they try to get, you know, you're doing it until you have to get down to the locker room and get quotes. You're watching the rest of the game. It's a sort of a tight window. So you don't, there's not like a long pondering process here. They have to get the award ready so that way you can announce it on the field after the game. The point being is that Malcolm Smith was essentially okay, the Legion of Boom dominated this game. Let's give him the award. Because you know we need somebody to represent that defense, and then with Von Miller in the in the Super Bowl Fifty, I mean he just you know that defense dominated the Panthers' offense, which had been so explosive with Cam Newton, and they wanted you know it's look six tackles, two and a half sacks, and a pass deflected. Uh, you see Malcolm Smith had the the, the fumble recovery, ten tackles, and a, and, a, and a pick to the house. Like you have to have a monster year or a monster game, excuse me, to and and it has to be a very defensive oriented game. When you got a total of 49 and a half, it's tough for the, it's tough to see that happening. So I do think this is one where because of the two teams involved, because of the nature of and by the way, if Hertz beats Mahomes, remember he's probably going to be one either two or three on the MVP list on Saturday night. Oh man, Thursday. Thursday. Thursday now? They moved to Thursday, yeah. Oh yeah, I hate that, certainly. Um anyway, well, we'll find out on Thursday. Mahomes is going to win MVP. We already sort of know that because of 49 out of 50. So he's going to win MVP. Oh, he would be the first MVP to – wow. First MVP to win the uh, Super Bowl since uh, Kurt Warder, I believe, if he pulled it off. John Breach loves that little statistic. So point being is Jalen Hurts is going to be – people know people will know that Jalen Hurts lost out of the MVP to Patrick Mahomes. And if he beats him in the Super Bowl – it is very likely that he will be rewarded as the quarterback of the Eagles for by winning MVP in the Super Bowl. Does that make sense? It does, and it makes sense that a lot of the voters. Um, I mean, and it's not the same group, obviously, but 
you think that he's the favorite before his injury and um, you want to give him the MVP, you feel like kind of robbed a little bit that he's missed the last few games. Um, And so, yeah, you reward him less for the losing out in the MVP because I think everybody already knows that's going to happen, but it's just as a showing like what you did this season had value, you know, I know you didn't win the MVP. So here's the Super Bowl MVP as long as you don't have a bad game. Yeah. It would need to be a really low score game where the Eagles mostly scored on defense. And I think the Eagles are good enough offensively where they will score against the Chiefs defense, uh, which is, you know, not a bad unit, but it's just, if Hertz has, if Hertz goes for like, you know, 125 passing yards and 30 rushing yards and like one TD, he probably won't win it. But if that happens, that means we've got a whole different ballgame. And so that's why I don't mind sprinkling on the Reddick at 40 to one in the event that you just have a defensive game, but I I don't think it's quite likely. So I have Reddick at 40 to one. I would, I mean, I would bet Hertz too. Yeah, I like the Eagles. I'm betting Hurts at plus 125 as well. Do you have any props involving Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I like Hurts to go over one and a half passing touchdowns at minus 121. Kansas City's defense allowed the most pass touchdowns to quarterbacks in the regular season, 33. The second place had 29. So decent, decent bit more than the second place. And Hurts had thrown, has thrown multiple touchdowns in nine of his 17 games played. Not much these last few games, but you talked about the uh, the script of the last few. Um, obviously, you don't have to throw much when the other team doesn't have a quarterback. So we didn't do anything in the San Francisco game. He had two early in the the second Giants game. Um, didn't do much after that, but nothing in that first Giants game was all field goals. And he was obviously very hurt in that game. So um, with Mahomes on the other sideline, he can't take his foot off the gas. There's no play, no time. I don't care if there's five minutes left and you're up 20 points. You're not going to feel comfortable with your lead. So you're going to have to keep going and keep trying to score. And so I think that if it's there, we'll talk about this Kansas City in, injury. And these Kansas City defenders, especially in the secondary, have played very well this year. A lot of them are rookies. And uh, so if Snead can't play, he suffered a concussion. The top four Kansas City cornerbacks are going to be rookies in this game. And they've done a great job. You look at the stats of what they did in that cheat in that Cincy game. I think two of them had interceptions. One, the other, another one had a very good game. So I'm not not dogging them as talented players and what they've done so far. Super Bowl is a different animal. They haven't experienced anything like this. Whereas a, a more veteran defense like the Eagles defense kind of knows what to expect here. Um, especially this team, this franchise was there a few years ago. Some of those players are still around. They can kind of know how to coach these people through this. Talk about the Chiefs. They they have some guys that were around also, but uh, I don't know. That secondary it just seems like you rely too much on rookies um, and they've done great so far, but when you get to the Super Bowl, that's just a beast of a different nature and it's going to be hard to stop a very good offense for them. Yep. I like that. That's one that, um, how high do you think that juice could get? Robert half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Um, I think it's going to go go up. I mean, it kind of depends, I think, on Mahomes' health and the health of the receivers. And if people think that the Chiefs are going to make it a competitive game, and if we think there's going to be a lot of scoring, that overs going up, then um, the, the Hurts expectation that he's going to throw more touchdowns goes up. So um, if that happens, you know, we can get up to the minus 140, minus 150 range probably. The um, Mahomes also has an over one and a half passing touchdowns at minus 234, which, you know, just, I mean, I don't know what you do with that. You can't take the under. Have you right? 
Um, I think the the uh, I don't know what the under is, but there's plus typically one sixty five. Actually, I, I, mean, I don't hate that. Actually. Too too much of a gap between like the the two uh, you know things. I know when these th- when uh, the the minus odds get higher and higher, they uh, they they stretch the gap between the minus and the plus odds there on those sides, and I don't like it. You know the the whatever the actual odds are, it's going to be even either side. So right. um, I just don't. You're so hard to find value and stuff like that that uh, I, I would avoid it. Uh, yeah, and it's like at plus one sixty five, you're just ru- like running straight into like some jet sweep tosses, you know, on that on the one yard line from Andy Reid, where, or you know, just two Travis Kelsey, you know, it, it just it wouldn't be uh, that difficult. Anytime touchdown scorer, I think that Jalen Hurts at plus one nineteen is a pretty good look, but I agree with you that the best bet is. Travis Kelsey at minus 107. He's had a touchdown in every playoff game the last two years. He's had a touchdown in eight of his last nine playoff games. And Philly's only allowed three touchdowns to tight ends in the regular season, so they've been pretty good at, at defending them. Some of that might be who they've played. Um, but this is obviously the best tight end in the league, and who else is Mahomes going to target with all these receivers hurt? So you could say, oh, they'll try to take away Kelsey. They'll double him. Every, every defense that has ever played Travis Kelsey has tried to take him away, and it's not worked. So I think he's going to get his. Minus 107 seems like a low price. I expect it to go up throughout the week. Looking at just really quickly running through the schedule for the Eagles, it is pretty tough they don't they didn't play really any tight i mean i guess dalton schultz would count they played him twice um tj hawkinson in week one just seeing who they gave up did he score there um he did not but i mean like the point being is like there's not a lot of great tight ends on this schedule that they played up against so that can you know that that definitely matters when you talk about it you know if they played um I don't know. And like any, like, I mean, I'm just looking at, I don't, I don't see a really any. Like, yeah. You, you get the saints. I mean, they, they, that was that game that the Eagles lost because of their, their, you know, Minshew fell apart there. So the saints didn't have to do too much, but they've had Juwan Johnson catching touchdowns and Taysom Hill's technically a tight end. You got um the, uh, the Steelers with Friar Muth has been solid, but that's really it. You're not getting these, you get the Kittle, but in this last week, but of course we know that when you don't have a quarterback, it's hard to throw touchdowns. So, um, yeah, it's just pretty, pretty barren. You know, when you're playing teams like the Giants and Commanders, two, you know, four games out of your schedule, you're not going to get a lot of tight end touchdowns there. Um, and so, yeah, it's really just that Hawkinson game early in the season, the Cowboys games, and that that's not much else besides that. Do you know who the three tight ends they give it up? They give up touchdowns to? Uh, well, Jake Ferguson is one for the Cowboys. That's hilarious with Cooper Rush at quarterback. That's rich. Uh, and I would, I bet Dalton Schultz called one. I just curious. Dalton I don't know. Schultz. Nope. No, he did not actually. So yeah, uh, I mean, look, there's not not a not a not a murderer's row of tight ends that they had to go up against this year. Um, Victor in the chat says Irv Smith might have gotten one. That's a good call if he did. Um, I feel like the Titans almost always throw one to a tight end, but nope. Anyway, the point being is Eagles had an easy schedule and it didn't feature a bunch of tight ends. So the that's that, that stat is not necessarily like indicative of just how they're going to lock down Travis Kelsey again, who you just point out. And, is and Kelsey is, is, is a tight end, but he's not really a tight end. He's, he's the number one receiving option in the game. It's not, it's playing against Travis Kelsey and the chiefs is different than playing against any other tight end. Absolutely. Um, so I would, I would bet Kelsey anytime TD and I would also bet Jalen hurts anytime TD. Just think you could see they both guys get a lot of red zone usage and hurts if you get you know if you get a pass interference down to the one, I mean he's going to sneak. We saw it. You know they didn't care. They stuck him with the two uh, yesterday, and then stuck him again after they didn't get in the first time. Uh, speaking of Travis Kelsey, I've got over Travis Kelsey receiving yards 
it is currently has been bet up already. 76 and a half over 76 and a half minus 119. Any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I, I think it should happen. We're talking about he's gonna he's gonna be the primary weapon. He's always the primary weapon, but if everybody else is hurt, they're gonna have to throw to him a ton. Um, so I think it happens and it kind of just depends on do the Eagles get up big and they're just willing to give him stuff in the middle of the field rather than deep. Um, he might be able to pick up some chunks there. Um, but yeah, it just seems like a game where he should be getting close to hundred uh, receiving yards because of the lack of other weapons in the passing game. Um and the Eagles good at stopping tight ends uh, in, in scoring touchdowns. But as we said, they did not play a ton of them. That's right. And they could easily, I mean, look, if you guys are hurt, Travis Kelsey's going to get fed. I think this number climbs. I don't know if it gets up to like 80 or anything like that, but I mean, I think it's already moved up three yards. This is too. One of the things where, you know, if you know about somebody like Kelsey, I mean, if, if I'm going to bet an over on a Kelsey, I want to bet it now. Cause I mean, that number is going, I mean, that number is not going down. Right. Right, unless we get some injury news from from him or Patrick right. Mahomes. Um, well, that we got that. He's still, he's still, it's still got over all his props. But yeah, I mean, that's the only way you could see the uh, the number actually going down. Um, do you have a? Oh yeah, uh, is that all? That's actually all you've got, right? Yeah, I talked about the first quarter one. That was a little lean. It's not one. I, I like the Kelsey one. I like the hurt the two hurts plays right now. Um, the first quarter over is a lean, and then lean on the the spread and the total as we talked about Eagles and under. But I much rather play the Hurts MVP than playing the Eagles. I uh, do not disagree with that whatsoever. I think um, a little bit of a donkey play here, but uh, Patrick Mahomes over passing yards currently at two eighty seven and a half. Pretty de- you know, decently high number. Eagles are very good against the pass by DVOA first overall actually on the season. Um, I just think we're going to see Mahomes throw in this game. Like I, you know, I just, I just. Mahomes is just going to throw like he throws. You know, we saw it, uh, you know, especially with the, the banged up ankle and trying to get rid of it a little faster. 73 uh, passing attempts in the last two playoff games. He's been over 300, one, two, three, four, four of his last seven games. The three that went under were the Jaguars game, which was, you know, 27 20 final, but he had a, you know, a very nice game. And then you had the, uh, Raiders game the week before that, which was a 31-13 beatdown and a 24-10 win over the Seahawks. So it's like if the game is remotely competitive at all, Patrick Mahomes is probably going over this number. Yeah, and you figure that even if the Eagles defense plays well, which I expect them to, you can't hold Mahomes down too much. Uh, right. Since his defense played pretty well in that game, holding him to 23 points. And um, and he's still at 320 something yards. So it, it, you just have to take take. He's going to get his. You just got to limit him scoring and hold them to field goals. If you're the Eagles, I'm going to keep chasing AJ Brown overs, even though he hasn't gone over them in like quite some time. Uh, AJ Brown has had, I believe, like three straight games at least under this number. But he had a little bit of a squeaky wheel situation. So he's had. In the two playoff games, he has had 50 receiving yards total. Now, he was over – oh, my goodness gracious. So, his final six games of the regular season, he averaged 110.8 yards per game. Didn't do anything against the Giants. Didn't do anything against the Niners. Again, major, major blowout games. He was he, – he had he got eight – he has 14 targets in those games. And, and Hurts missed him on a deep ball. I think he connects on a deep pass against the Chiefs. I think we see A.J. Brown go over his number. I've got uh, – over 70 and a half on AJ Brown receiving yards. 
Yeah, I, my question with the Eagles is always, which who's going to get the big? I know AJ Brown hits the big plays, um, but you know it just seems like any week could be Devontae Smith leading the leading the team. Um, so, the Chiefs, we talked about the the cornerbacks. A lot of them are rookies. Um, who do you trust to cover these guys? Who do you trust to slow them down a bit? Um, and if you decide to take away AJ Brown, then Devontae Smith could have a good game. If you decide to take away Devontae Smith, then AJ Brown could have a good game. Don't really know what we're going to get until they go into the game and we see what they plan to do. Um, yeah, that's fair. I just think I just think with the Chiefs, this game is unlikely to be a complete blowout by the Eagles. Don't you agree with that? Um, yeah, unlikely. Um, again, don't know about the injuries yet. Um, if, if injuries really limit what the Chiefs could do, um, then then it could be. Um, I, I don't think anybody expected the 49ers game to be a blowout. I I was more on that sense. I told you don't tease them. I know the quarterback injury happens and you say, well, the, you know, it's, you can never you're not going to protect quarterback injuries, of course. But I think they were on their way to winning that game by 10 points anyway, you know, Probably. 10 plus points. Um, the way they were playing. So if Purdy plays the whole game. So um, it's just with them, they're so good and they're so deep talent-wise that if things are going wrong for the other team, and we saw that happen with the Chiefs last week, they were able to overcome it because their defense was able to get pressure on Burrow, and it was really just a game of punting and field position toward toward the end there. Um, then then they can keep it close, but um, the Eagles, I think, are just so good that they're going to score their points, and if their defense takes over, it could be a 10-point game. Yeah, that's, I mean, no, I, I did, I'm just saying that if the Chiefs are down double digits – Mahomes will be throwing. You're just gonna you're gonna see some back and forth. So I think it's I just think it's unlikely that we that we see full ground game attack from the Eagles and we do get some shots down the field. And if he hits AJ Brown for one, then we can easily get there. Uh, I'm also an AJ Brown stand, and so I will be. Um, I would not be. I, I think he's gonna have. A, he's he's due for an explosion game, is what I think. Uh, finally, I will take Jalen Hurts under rushing yards. I can't believe I'm actually doing this. Uh, the total rushing yards for Jalen Hurts. 48 and a half juice minus 121 to the under. You look at, you know, you're thinking like, well, that's dumb. Why would you do that? But you look at his rushing yards in his playoff games. Last year against Tampa, eight carries, 39 yards, nine carries, 34 yards against the Giants, 11 carries, 39 yards against the 49ers. Now he scored a touchdown in two of the last two games. Um, so I, I, just, I don't, I don't know that. I just don't know that they're going to use game plan to use him specifically as much in the rushing game like volume wise because of the shoulder, knowing that if you can keep him in the pocket, let him work from the pocket more, like work the running game more, prevent him from taking too many big hits in the open field. You know, he's going to be healthy. Now look, if it, if it, if, it, if they need to run him, they will. You just, we haven't seen him crack that number. And I think it's probably, you know, moved up a little too high uh, for my liking to, so I'll take the under. Um, yeah, I, you can't really take anything from those first two playoff games because the way they went, um, he could have run for more if it was a competitive game. You just don't know. Um, so we'll see uh, the Chiefs. I don't think they particularly give up a ton of rush yards to quarterbacks, but you saw Burrow scrambling around, picking up first downs too, and Burrow's not a Jalen Hurts-level rusher. So if true, true. The, the Eagles get in their, their you know, game film sessions and they start breaking things down, they might see some things to exploit with the Bengals def- or the Chiefs defense there um, that Burrow was able to exploit. And if that happens pretty comfortably, he he get to 50 yards um, and talk about the shoulder and I want to get it hurt. There's no tomorrow. So you, you do what you need to, to win this game. Yeah. I just mean, you don't want to get the shoulder hurt. Like they're not going to come out with a first quarter, second quarter. You don't want to hurt your shoulder. He's still playing through pain. So maybe it doesn't matter. Like he can't injure it further. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just, I kind of feel like, and Joe Burrow, look, he led the entire game in rushing and had 30 rushing yards. So still well under that under, but it's fair point. If they see something that they think they can exploit, maybe it becomes a problem. Okay. Anything else that you would jump in on early? These are, by the way, these are, we have these listed as our best bets, and these are what we're taking. 
You can take some stuff I like out of there, probably. <laughs> and just yeah, I don't think we're doing these official plays. I don't want to get like Pete. Like, why did why did you get to make some official picks on? on yeah, these are, we will I still have official stuff. picks next week. But with, with Pete, when we um, this is some stuff I like. There. Uh, the th- with, uh, when we when we do our pick show, but uh, you know, the three we plays would, I like uh, now are, are Hertz MVP, Hertz over home one and a half passing touchdowns, and Kelsey scoring anytime touchdown. Yeah. Those are the three I would play now. I wouldn't really mess with the the line or the total um, at this point. Um, kind of was interested in the Chiefs team total under um, because I think with those those receiver injuries that could come into play. Um, it's 23 and a half now. It's used to the over. So I'm hoping we can get 24 and a half. Um, if it's positive news, and the, the total goes up a little bit and it moves to 24 and a half. Then we play the under and get that key number 24 in there. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think um, from the one, uh, yeah. So I, what I would play right now is I mean, with RJ hurts MVP plus 125. If the line creeps up, Eagles, get, you know, Eagles become like if, if money's coming in on the Eagles, money's going to come in on Hertz MVP because you're basically getting a, a better money line number if you believe that he'll win the MVP. So that could get down. You know, the plus 125 is just a good number. You know, you don't want to take it at minus 101 necessarily if it's, you know, or minus one or minus 105 if he's if they're minus 130. Yeah. I think if the line stays where it is and the Eagles are two, two and a half point favorites, by the time people get done betting MV, Hertz MVP, it's going to be around that plus 100. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, too. It's, it's, it is Monday after the NFC Championship, you know, after the championship games. Like people are going to bet the Super Bowl, they're going to bet it early, but they're not going to be diving into these props quite as much. This is the, like, this is insanely early for these props to be out. You should wait till like next Monday to get these props, like even five years ago. And so, People will bet this stuff, but it's not going to be the volume is not going to be there till like next week unless there's something just egregious out there. So if you can find the Hertz MVP now, it's a good idea to bet it. Uh, it, it probably a much lower number. And I think the Hertz overpassing touchdowns, I think that climbs up to like minus 140. And maybe they think about moving it to two and a half. Probably not, but they move the juice up. I think the Kelsey touchdown is probably closer to 125 when it closes. Um, and then as RJ mentioned with the over first quarter points, if you Take the over at nine and a half, and then we get a ten and a half. You can always come back and try to middle it and and lock yourself into you know where you can't necessarily, I guess, can't lose. Uh, I think the Kelsey over receiving yards and AJ Brown over receiving yards will both climb up. Mahomes over passing yards might be maxed out. Wouldn't be surprised if the Jalen Hurts rush yards came down a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think and I think Reddick at forty to one. If people pepper him, that'll come down to thir- twenty five to one, right? And if it's twenty five, because the books don't care, they're not going to make it a fair number. They just don't want to be have exposure to forty to one. They'll move it down to twenty five to one, so nobody will bet it. And I have no idea. I have no interest in betting Reddick at twenty five to one. Oh, that seem all right? Yeah, I don't. Will they move it down? I think they might be happy just to take defensive MVP. Maybe yeah, if you so. meant and just that'll that'll. Uh, they're they're just... going to get a lot of. They're going to get a lot of hurts money. So. Yeah, having some Reddick money on the books will. Uh, will that's 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 true. Over. Yeah, maybe they, maybe they would love to get a bunch of defensive players that people are betting as well as wide receivers and running backs, and they're hoping to sort of even out whatever loss they take on the quarterbacks when they eventually. Win. All right, that'll do it for us. Early best bets on the Super Bowl props and the spread. Uh, as I mentioned, too, I lean towards Philly and the under as well. Uh, we'll obviously have much more content on Super Bowl LVII in the coming days. RJ, it's always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. For RJ, I'm Brinson. We will see you guys later.